Okay, sorry. Keep going. Go, go, what go. Shit show. This whole last minute is like pure chaos, and I love it. Folks, this is what happens on our first time in recording together in a while. This is why it's good we weren't live. Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where we wonder if there's any reason we should not continue with this podcast. Speak now or forever hold your peace. My name is Mary. And this is Sarah. I'm holding my peace. Uh, This is Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Melanie. (laughs) I'm sorry. Was that my cue? Yes. I'm Melanie and I'm back. She's back. Um, She's back. back. Stone cold sober? Or hell no. (laughs) Mm, No comment at this time. No comment. comment. So I I noted uh, as we were preparing that it feels like we're all coming back to school after summer vacation and we should. It does because Labor Day just happened. Today is uh, September 5th, 2023. That's right. Right. This year has been batshit bananas. Oh, there's a lot going on True. out in the world. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do we want to uh, facts tell anyone how our summers were or what's been? Uh, my summer was pretty, pretty awesome. I went on a European vacation. I went to six countries in two weeks, and by train, and it was lovely. Oh. And Melanie, what did you do this summer? I'm just going to put it this way, y'all. I've been going through it this year. Just a bunch of personal and professional shit. So, <clears throat> I don't know. The summer's been a blur. Well, hope- <laughs> I made it to the beach a couple times. Hopefully, we can be an escape for you down at South Fork Ranch. Yeah. Where we can focus on other people's problems. That's, yes. you know, I love drama as long as it doesn't involve me. That's so that's, Dallas is perfect. Exactly. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, yeah. I went out to actually... Burbank. I, we've had a lot of rain in Boston, so I went out to Burbank to escape the rain, and I happened to be there for the first tropical storm warning in the history of Southern California since they introduced the warning system. And we had an earthquake while that was going on, too. But I, I arrived out there, got to have lunch with Omri Katz, who is going to be coming, starting up the 30th anniversary Hocus Pocus circuit, but they cannot call it a Hocus Pocus event, even though they're, you know, they'll become in the Salem Mast as well, uh, because of the, as we all know, the Screen Actors Guild and the writers are all on strike at the same time for the first time since 1960, and they're going on about, uh, they want better pay, which they deserve, and they want, uh, do not want to be replaced by AI robots. Now, Mary, you did uh, one of those little AI things where you had to create a story outline on Doctor Who in Dallas or something? Yeah, yeah. I um, had a, I, that's the first thing I tr- ever tried with uh, chat GPT was um, uh, write a synopsis for a story crossover between Dallas and Doctor Who. Ooh. And um, it, it was amazing and perfect. And I wish I had it on hand with me right now because I could read it. Cause it's great. I'll, I'll bring it for another episode. Yeah. Some of the AI stuff is like better than some of the um, real stuff, which which is is frightening. That and I've seen. <laughs> I know there's a lot of uh, there's, there's a lot that it, people don't but, understand about AI, and I'm going to be talking with uh, Kevin Page, who played Bum 
in the near future. And he actually is an AI specialist now. So he's going to shed some light on AI and just what it's all about, where it's going and that sort of thing. Because during the strike, we cannot have cast members on and have them talk about Dallas. They are restricted. They're not yeah. allowed to. And we're and we're going to we're not strike breakers. So and we're we're supporting. It. I've as you've seen on the, our uh, social media, I've been out there. I was out on Burbank, got my SAG thing on, and uh, I was in Salem last week in Boston. I'm just out there representing on behalf of our podcast and showing that we support them and what they do and. We don't want them to be replaced by robots, and they deserve more money. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and then I ended the trip have, spending the afternoon with Tyler Banks down in uh, Anaheim. Yeah, it was a good time, and uh, I'm going to try to do something with Tyler before he moves to the Philippines in October. Sarah, what did you do on your vacation? Not a damn thing. I'm just kidding. Um, I really didn't do anything. Just kind of um, hung out here. I saw my mom, had Labor Day yesterday, and that's really all I've done. I've done nothing but work. So I'd like to give a big thank you to our Patreon members, Brendan Phillip, Captain America, Marie Johnson, Michael Jung, Jason Carter, Laura Bernheim, Brad Mulholland, Anita Wren, and Kristen Carlano. Thank you guys. You're red as always. Uh, yes. Drink, drink, drink to you folks. You keep the booze flowing, as they say. Um, Birthdays. Birthdays. Today is the 5th. Yesterday was the 4th. Kenneth Kimmons, who I believe played one of the McLeish uh, brothers, his birthday, he was born in 1941, so he is 82. Annabelle Schofield, who played Laurel Ellis, 1963, so she is 60. Uh, next week, I always give a shout-out to Josh Henderson's mother, Sharon. Uh, her birthday is the 9th, along with Julie Gonzalo. Linda Gray, September 12th. Uh, uh, we won't go too far into the future, but a couple of big big passing. Uh, first, we'll start yeah. with with uh, Gail Honeycutt, who played Vanessa Beaumont. Um, August 31st, she passed away. And the big, big, big one is the man that we would not be here without, David Jacobs. On August yeah. 20th, he passed away at the age oh, of 84. So sad. And we have up the uh, interview that I was able to, fortunate enough to do with him yes. for Ultimate Dallas back in 2013. Mm -hmm. And um, he just had Which stories. Which was going to be a Patreon only. Like, we were about to put that out as a Patreon only, but we just put it on the main feed. So. Yeah, and I think, um, I know we, we also on the Patreon, we do have uh, the reunion between Audrey Landers and Lee McCluskey, which is mm -hmm. on Patreon. And I don't think we'll be putting any cast-related ones up until the strike is over, um, unless they're not talking about Dallas. Well, yeah. So that's why, yeah, we haven't put any up in a while, and um, with the exception of David Jacobs, because you know, R.I.P. Is yeah. there like any insight? You don't really ever know when a strike is over, right? It just kind of happens. Or is there any insight to it right now? Like, I w was able to have a chat with. Uh, Linda Gray's publicist when I was in California, and um, we didn't actually have a chance to meet up in person. He said that he sees it going for at least three more months, if not a lot longer. So nothing is moving. And we both said that it's they're they're talking, but talk 
is not action. Talk is talk. Okay, tonight we are talking about Season 6, Episode 10, Episode 113 of the series, The Wedding. I am not pleased to stand by and see this family torn apart because of the terms of Jock's will. Daddy's will is crystal clear. And because of that will, the chips will have to fall where they may. You'll have to do what you think is right. Even if it means that I'm the one that has to stop JR? When all this is over, you and the boys are going to be lined up outside that office door to do business with me, the president of Ewing Oil, and not JR. I wanted to extend a little personal invitation. What's the occasion? Sue and I getting married. It was written by Will Lauren, directed by Leonard Katzman, and aired December 3rd, 1982. Also on December 3rd, 1982, the number one song in the U.S. was Truly by Lionel Richie. And in the U.K., it was Save Your Love by Renee and Renato. Um, The number one film in the U.S. was Rambo First Blood. Top news stories from this past week in 1982 was the New Jersey Devils had their first hat trick. So I guess that's a hockey team. Yes, that means uh, one player scored three goals in a game. I, just, I actually know what that means. Okay. I, I know a hat. I actually know that because I uh, grew up with the Detroit Red Wings. Okay. So. And the uh, Arkansas had its state rainfall record, which was 35.7 centimeters uh, of rain. Centimeters. I'm um, trying to figure out what that translates to inches. But I'd have to. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, born this day, December 3rd, 1982, is uh, J.C. Chan, who's a footballer in Ghana. Jake Hager, a.k.a. Jack Swagger from the WWE. And Rico Love, who is an American music producer. And, and it, on Dallas. Nobody died on that day that you know of? Not that I, no one of note that I could find. Oh, good. And on Dallas, this episode was actually number one in the ratings. Jumped up from number five the previous week. It was the show's highest uh, rating for the season to date. And the man who played the Minister Brown was a man named Parley Bear, who played Darby on The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, Mayor Stoner on The Andy Griffith Show, he also appeared on uh, the movies Gypsy and Dave and on the series Hogan's Heroes and L.A. Law. And this is pretty cool. The man who married J.R. and Sue Ellen was the voice of the Keebler elf in the TV commercials. <laughs> so we have, so um, we, Amazing. Well, I'll be damned. I would have never guessed that. Really. So we had Keenan Wynn as the Winter Warlock, and now we have the Keebler Elf uh, on here. Okay, a lot of voice actors. Yeah, he was actually a captain in the Army Air Corps during World War II, entering several battle stars in the Pacific. So, hats off to our, a veteran there. And he died on November twenty second, two thousand two, at the age of eighty eight. Sue Ellen sports a thirteen point five carat diamond engagement ring. And Linda Gray said about her character's remarriage to J.R. that the writers took me away from the ranch and put me in the little townhouse and then realized that a key element of the show was Larry's relationship with her. So they were trying to find a way to get her back to South Fork. And lastly, Morgan Woodward's favorite scene with Larry Hagman was in this episode when he explained that um, if J.R. stepped out of a line, he would essentially squash him like a bug. Oh, yeah. Like, he put JR in his place. I loved that. <laughs> JR looked rattled after that. Uh, he did. <laughs> he totally did. 
waitress comes over and it's like, oh. <laughs> well, I think his respect level for p- punk was like not not on par with Jock, but a close second. Like the yeah. handshake deal kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. like punk had the authority. He had the, you know, it, it takes a village. So we open on Clayton arriving at South Fork via helicopter for the wedding rehearsal. It's so cool. It sounds like this is his first time at South Fork, according to Ellie, uh, when she welcomed him. I know, him but it's not, right? Um, Am I crazy? I mean, I mean, don't answer that, but. A barbecue. Well, wasn't he at the bar? Uh, yeah, I thought. He was at the barbecue with Rebecca. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's totally better. When they before. got the news about Jock's crash. Yeah. He was right, there. right. But I have to say, like, Ellie is really excited to see him. She, like, runs up and gives him a kiss right on the mouth. Ooh. Ellie, what? Ellie, get your tongue out of there. Keep it back. You're still... Explains why later on. Dirty, was... dirty whore. <laughs> Skin, I'm sorry, I had to. There's my, there's my beef in. <laughs> you dirty hoe. And of course, Jr. is drinking a Bloody Mary uh, right, yeah, right out of, of the course. gate there. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. for Sue Ellen's sake, he's at least cordial to Clayton uh, when he arrives. Yeah, he's pretending. Yeah. Yeah. He, he comes up and shakes his hand and says, you know, the day wouldn't be complete without Clayton there to be a part of it. <laughs> Clayton just smiles and says, I know just how you mean, how much you mean that, Jr. And Jr. just is like, yeah. <laughs> but turn and walk away. <laughs> I'm gonna get me a uh, refill. The pleasantries. <laughs> uh, yeah, I said my pleasantries. I had to have six drinks in me before I came over to say that. Uh huh. <laughs> so I won't remember this in the morning, folks. Yeah. Pam is a matron of honor. We find out, and uh, they ask who the best man is, and it looks like they're like, "Oh shit, who is best man?" And Jared's like, "Oh well, of course it's my brother Bobby," and. I think someone should have told Bobby because he had no idea. He looked like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> yes. Mickey's not impressed with any of this, and he just kind of st- stumbles into the house there. Huh? <laughs> yeah, he's like he, immediately bored. Goes into the house for the sole purpose of stealing the silver, <laughs> which Lucy catches him in. <laughs> oh, he totally. Do you think he was actually going to steal it, or do you think no. he was looking at it and then? I think just, he was just kind of looking at it wistfully, like, yeah, oh, like these rich shit. fuckers. Yeah. These rich <laughs> bastards. Mm-hmm. Although. And Lucy's like, um, uh, who, he, who the hell? He the help? Why is the help in here looking at my stuff? <laughs> he could have pocketed a knife or a fork and, you know, just kind of messed up the set by one. And, you know, silver is silver. Kind of. And then I feel like he and Lucy have a weird, like, rebel off. Being like, oh, you're the rebel. Oh, no, I guess you're the rebel. Blah, blah, <laughs> yes. blah. It's easy I'm, to be a rebel when you're rich. Well, you, well, you remind me of someone, mm-hmm. but he's in jail now. Yeah. Roger. That's so funny. But, and then he thinks they have something in common, and she's like, yeah, we got nothing in common. Uh, Except then he walks off, and then he has Lucy's attention. Dun, dun, dun. She's got those eyes a little bit like, ooh. She's like, hmm. Here's- he gave me shit. I like him now. <laughs> oh, someone else that I can have a rocky relationship with. Back to the rehearsal. Um, so we go through the entire rehearsal, which just seems excessive to me. Like, why do we have to go through the whole thing? And then I realized there are 28 episodes this season. They had to fill it somehow. 
Yes. Holy shit. And here we are sitting in the middle of a strike where it's possible we won't get any season, anything for any season this year. 28 episodes. That's like three years of a show these days. It, it blows my mind. Yeah. The most they had, I believe, was 31 during the uh, dream season. Right. Right. It was like 31 or 32, something like that. That is nuts. So many. Now they go for quality over quantity, and even some of the quality today is crap. (laughs) I mean, yeah. But, but they, though they did have a ton of money to use back then. Oh boy, <laughs> so did they! And you only had uh, three networks, and um, and that's just on film. Yes, and again, these rich bastards are having a wedding in their freaking driveway. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking that too. I'm like, I'm in the driveway. Like you couldn't even like put it on the pasture somewhere, like a nice grassy area. Why didn't they have one of the many outbuildings or barns turned into a venue? But even that, after all the weddings there, there, and there, it's like the South Fork curse. Why would you even do it there? It either rains or somebody gets shot or somebody dies or something. It's just a curse. Because, Jeez. because the, the legend of the land, I mean, it all goes back to Jock and Miss Ellie. Like it was their marriage that saved the whole thing. And Jock maybe cock. that was the only one that was meant to be. <laughs> Maybe. So so maybe the new challenge is for some couple to get married there and actually freaking make it last like they did. I don't know. I'm, I'm off and on even they now. almost got divorced. Yeah. That's right. I am Takapa. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so Pam and Sue Ellen are going to go into town to do some wedding stuff. JR and Bobby are off to their work. Ray and Donna go home, and Ellie invites Clayton to stay at the ranch. Uh, my favorite is when Jr. says he has to go back to work. He says he has to go. Ma- he has to go back to make an honest buck. <laughs> he might. That'd be nice. If oh he started God. doing that, Jr. Okay. <laughs> I mean, really. I was a really. That's like <laughs> shit. I mean, that's like you expect him to walk away and like have his fingers like crossed behind his back or something oh, like yeah, that. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I wonder if that was a Larry ad lib. <laughs> Probably. That yeah. sounds like it, quite honestly, yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, we remember the story Michael Priest told about um, the time that they would just hand them a blank script because of so many people were improvising lines. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Said, so here, just fill in your lines here. <laughs> so Clayton was going to catch a cab. Ellie says, no, 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 you're staying here. And he says that he would with... Uh, Pleasure, and this is where I realize I'm pretty sure that Howard Keel is from California, because he has that accent where he says pleasure, and his people from California say that and measure instead of measure. One of those things I noticed. Pleasure. Hmm. Oh, very interesting. Says pleasure with pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. I find it interesting that they obviously had to be playing nice for the wedding, but not even Jr. had a problem with Clayton staying at the house. Right. No one even mentions it. Howard Keel is from Gillespie, Illinois. Huh. Interesting. Wonder where he picked up the pleasure. Oh, anyway. This, this scene with J.R. and Holly Harwood is quite humorous. Oh, my God. I Does she ever not wear a swimsuit? No, she always <laughs> wears a fucking bathing suit. And I, I don't. Every scene. I think I've seen her in clothes maybe one time. Maybe once. I think I the think, oil baron's ball. Yeah. Maybe once. Was she in clothes on the, in the, on the boat that time? No, she's in a bathing suit. She wants to get in the pool because she just broke up with, with Bongo or Jordan or whatever. Why did they name him Jordan? Couldn't they come up? We already had a Jordan on the show. Come up with another name, writers. I know. But So, yeah, she just broke up with Jordan, and she wants him to go into the 
quote unquote pool she with her. She wants to go in the love pool. And JR's just like, what? What? No, I have actual work to do. God. And I can tell. I'm kind of surprised that he turned her down, quite honestly, because he's such a dog. What well, no. That's an insult to he, dogs. He needs. But he, he thought about it. He needs it. to wait until Sarone is back in the stable. Once she's okay. in the stable, he can he can he can leave the stable. So he has to wait till after the wedding. Yeah. Such a dumbass. He and he is such a dumbass. So stupid. Oh yeah. He's like, okay, like I just have a business thing. You just have to sign this. I think you need to sell these properties. And then she's like, but those are things that are making money. Like, those are really good. Like, she's asking legit questions. Like, these are good things. Why would I sell this? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. It's not good for you. It'll be good for Petro State who's going to buy it. And then she's like, who's Petro State? She's like, he's like mm, don't worry your pretty little head about it. Don't worry your lady head about it. Just sign the papers. It's me. I'm Petro State. I am Takapa. I am Petro State. He, he didn't want no. her to ask any more questions. He does not want to have to answer this. I learned so much about dummy corporations and and all that crap (laughs) from Dallas. Like, seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some people have asked me why I go down the rabbit holes that I do on Google before. And I'm like, well, you see, I learned about shady business shit from J.R. Ewing. Mm -hmm. Basically, if, if if there's a paper trail of corruption... I got my education yep. from J.R. Ewing. Yeah. <laughs> and J.R. quickly flees uh, when she w- asks him at the end if... Should we not like for Swim. Dot, dot, dot. Swim. <laughs> and he just like turns around and looks at her like... like my my co-pilot like, wants to go, go for a swim, but I can't. I can't. I gotta, I gotta wait till after I'm married. After I'm married. Uh, um, so Clayton and Ellie are uh, sharing some lemonade. And she wonders if the wedding is a bit hard on him since Dusty and Sue Ellen had been in love and stuff. And Clayton was in love with Miss uh, Sue Ellen, too, but Ellie doesn't know that. Right. I don't think, actually, Ellie ever knows that. No, I don't. Unless she just knows it in her Miss Ellie way. I don't know. But Clayton talks about how Dusty is happily married uh, to Linda. Uh, not Linda Gray, but full pun intended. Uh, but he regrets that Dusty didn't follow him into the oil industry and is kind of envious of what the Ewings have as far as JR and Bobby carrying on Jock's thing and having family yeah. around them all the time and around them, Ellie all the time and stuff. Yeah, he wishes he had family around more and, you know, is a part of his business, but it didn't work out that way for him. Right. So let me cut to Ewing Oil. Uh, Jordan Lee has come to see Bobby, and he has his panties in a twist. We also got to see Kendall and Phyllis briefly, too. but uh, <laughs> Very briefly, yes. but yeah, yeah. It's always such a trope to me when I see that somebody comes storming into Bobby's office because of something that JR has done. And Bobby's mm. like, what the fuck, every single time. I was just thinking that, and it was like, I was like, is he not used to that yet? Like, does he not understand, like, it's going to happen at least once a week? Everybody's like, he was like, Jesus, what now? <laughs> I almost paid a little yes. just then. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love the way the way Don Starr just uh just plays that role and just uh Because you know that he's going to say Bobby because he just doesn't he's kind of scared of JR and he doesn't want to deal with JR. He doesn't oh. want to talk to him, so then he goes kneels at Bobby. Well, we think- oh my gosh. Jordan Lee was Carter McKay before Carter McKay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the the blustery, uh, you know, I'll get yeah. you, Jr. 
Except he didn't get quite as red in the face as Carter McKay. And he didn't have that catchphrase. Don't give me that God bless George Kennedy. Jordan Stormy. Oh, yeah. We 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 think JR is paying off Walt Driscoll because Walt Driscoll disappeared. This is Bobby's like, what JR does with his half of the company. Well, the oil industry doesn't see one half of the side. They just see the Ewing Oil Company, and nobody's going to be lining up to do business with any of you if when JR whoops your ass and takes the company. And Bobby having none of that. He's like, excuse me? Um, I'm going to be doing the ass whooping. Thank you very much. You're dead wrong, Jordan, because everyone's going to be lining up to do business with me when I'm president of Ewing Oil. And, Bob, and then Jordan just looks at him like, mm, sure, Jim. Yeah, and I got some... Wait, I don't understand. So let me see if I got this straight. Sorry. <laughs> um, so Jordan goes into Bobby's office mad about something that JR had done, and then by the time he walks out of there, he's back on JR's side? No, no. he's... No, he's just... Af- he's afraid they all think that Bobby... That JR is going to win in the end, oh. but they don't like how JR is doing business. So they want Bobby to stop JR from doing whatever he's doing oh, with drilling all the oil because it's going to hurt all of them. Right. That's right. And Bobby's kind of like, ain't my problem. Bob- Bobby's like, totally ain't my problem. We're separate things. And he's like, yeah, but it will be if there is no Ewing oil at and the, the end. He's, he reminds no, him no, that the oil, they the oil community does not see... Your side and his side, they just see Ewing Oil, one company. If they had split Ewing Oil and each gone with their own like corporation or something, then Bobby could definitely be like, yeah, not my problem. But the the issue is they are right joint owners. So legally, and right. What JR does will sink Bobby and vice versa. Yes. And then, of course, JR reaps the benefits when Bobby does good things. Because this, this contest, yes. the outside world doesn't see – his half and her, his half and his half, and they just see one company. They don't care about, you know. Then Bobby's like, all right, I need the accountants and geologists up here tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Get them, uh, get them on the horn, Phyllis. Because he needs to see if it will be that right. bad. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Meanwhile, Mickey asks Ray about Lucy, and Ray is just like, uh-uh, nope, back off. She doesn't need you. Out of bounds, and, uh, off limits, keep Hands off, keep away, which makes right. Mickey more interested. Out of your league, bro. Which makes Mickey more interested. Oh yeah, that that's the number one way to get Mickey to go like, pursue her more. I mean, come right. on, Ray, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, it's like when when you were saying that they kind of had this rebel off, you know, and now it's kind of like, oh, I'm bad news. Oh, I'm bad news. Right. Oh, you're, oh, you're bad news? Oh, we're, I like someone who's bad news. Sweet. We're both toxic? What? Yeah. Is this a match made in hell? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Sounds exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be some hot sex. If nothing else. <laughs> Melody's falling over here. <laughs> so M- Mickey is like, well, maybe I should just go down and get myself a tramp or something like that. And Ray thinks that Mickey needs a walk. On, Mickey right. needs a walk on the horse walker to cool off uh, more than the horse does. <laughs> I'd like to see Mickey tied to the horse walker and have to walk around in circles. That would be funny. I feel like that's what he feels like he's doing at the ranch constantly. Yeah. Okay, so we get to the scene where Jr. stops by Cliff's office. Well, no hard feelings there. Just to be no hard dick. feelings there about that uh, oil refinery uh, thing. But just to show you, we have no hard feelings. We're having a little gathering. Some some of my friends and I this coming weekend. Huh? 
Bluetooth magic. Here's one ticket to my wedding to your ex. <laughs> Actually, Pretty she's my ex, ex too. Yeah. <laughs> JR is basically like showing up in Cliff's office to like unzip his fly and be like, mine's bigger. Uh, totally. Yeah, he's just being. He's <laughs> just. He's, uh, he's he's being. It's so and, mean. And Cliff's health insurance uh, company is still paying the hospital bill from his suicide attempt. So yeah, so he gives him the wedding invitation and then exit because he is a dick. And Bobby returns home at night. Do you notice every light in South Fork is on in the background? Every light in the house. Yeah, it's it's really bright, <laughs> and they're having pre-dinner drinks. They're all. I bet that's something. That's like it's like a pre-dinner thing. Like T- Teresa knows to walk through the house and turn on every single light before dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just noticed that. I was like, okay, they're. They have they're they're the And everyone's just discussing Swellen's dress and fun things. Did you have your fitting today? Even JR is <laughs> like, mm, did you have your fitting today? How was it? Oh, oh come on, Pam. You can And I kinda like that little rapport he had with Pam for a minute where she Sue Ellen was like playing kind of coy. Oh yeah. And he was like, Oh come on, Pam, how does she look? <laughs> right. And I was like, That's that's kind of sweet, actually. It was a nice moment between them folks. For like one second. Right. Yeah. And then Bobby walks in to ask him what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that going to be the new thing for Bobby? What the fuck are you doing? Hey, Jordan yeah, stormed into my office. I'm going to storm into the house. Let's yeah. just spread it around. JR avoids actually answering any questions, though. He's just like, hey, I don't talk about... Mama doesn't want us talking any business. <laughs> and he's like, Mama, it's not me. It's not me. I don't want to do this. Okay, JR. I mean, hold your ground, Bobby. Dinner or no dinner? Yeah. Well, the, so then he just decides to take Swellen out. And to Ellie dinner. and Clayton have come in the background and have witnessed no this exchange. Uh, Clayton, you really want your family around you like this? <laughs> it's like Ellie. Yeah, no. Like they walk in and Ellie's kind of like, "This is my family." <laughs> yeah, my and Clayton's like, "Up, family, a cuckoo, a cuckoo." Okay, back to Cliff and Afton. Yeah, Afton walks into Cliff's apartment, um, and my I love that like he walks in. Cliff is drinking, and the first thing he says is, I, "This is only my second drink. I, I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk yet. Give me time." <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm not drunk. <laughs> uh, give me give me time. My 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 daddy used to put a lot more down than this. I I, my, I can handle it." Oh, then he just basically hands her the invitation. He's like, "Look, look what this asshole brought me today," and she's just like, "Oh." Yeah. But he says he's going to the wedding with or without her. Yeah. And she's just like, uh, do you think that's a great idea? And he's like, uh, you can go if you want. I don't care, but I am hey, going. Why don't I take you out? Why don't I take you out for a steak? As long as it's not for Chinese food, she says. Anything but Chinese food, so we have to drink. So then Dave comes to see Donna and ask her to help more in the committee. I thought it was funny that they rode um, in on horses. <laughs> they were out like it is kind I've of never it's, seen it's the, the brigade. What's that? It said it's the brigade. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was trying to go. Burr, 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 but it didn't work. I forgot that was a horn. That was a clown horn. Excuse me. Uh, Sound effects by Sarah, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. 
So, so da- Dave tells Ray how awesome that Donna is and how everybody like knows he's and Ray's like, yeah, I know how awesome she is. And he, you can like hear his inner, mo- inner monologue is like, and I'm not intimidated by it at all. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not just a dumb cowboy. <laughs> uh, apparently it was an eight to one vote uh, in that group to support a Texas Energy Commission, but it has to go before the Senate uh, to get the actual votes that it needs to pass. And uh, they agree to meet at dinner with Bobby and Pam after Dave's meeting the next day. Or, no, that later, that, is it? Yeah, the, later that day, I think, yeah. Uh, and he'll have news. Oh, he will have, oh, he'll have yep. news. <laughs> and then we cut to Clayton and Ellie discussing the family problems. And, uh, and Ellie says that it's different this time. Because basically all the times in the past, all of the problems have been sort of because of outsiders. And now it basically the call is coming from inside the house. So they mm-hmm. went from external to internal pushing out. The call is coming from inside Southport. We're watching you. And Ellie's in the middle. And she said, you still think being surrounded by family is so wonderful? Then we cut to Lucy. She goes to see Blair. Leland Palmer. You see Leland Palmer. <laughs> And uh, she's like, can you just get me the fuck out of town? Like, I need to avoid my uncle's wedding. So get me anything, anything you have. And he's like, well, all I have is that job you already turned down in Galveston. 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 With the Johnson account. Galveston. Bill Johnson's account. And uh, Lucy's like, yeah, I don't care. I'll, is I'll that the same people that were making her wear all those, like... The stupid, uh, I think so. Yeah, I think it's the one that are making her wear all those weird costumes. I would have turned down that job, too. And then the guy was, like, hitting on her. But to avoid JR's wedding. She's like, I'll do anything to avoid JR's wedding. <laughs> what do you want me to dress as? I would cool. do anything, but I won't do that. So we see Bobby's meeting. that he uh, 2 p.m. meeting with the... 2 p.m. meeting to discuss JR's uh, pumping party that he's having. <laughs> And that doesn't involve any of his women. That doesn't involve Holly Harwood or any of his mistresses. No, this is he's just pumping to capacity. Well, he does that in bed too. So (laughs) Uh, it's because it's to see if it really would affect the company's future negatively. And basically, everyone's like, "Yep, this is a terrible idea." Yeah, you're going to suck all the oil out of your oil fields within a few years, and you're going to have nothing, and then you're going to have money problems. So, yeah, this is bad news. And we cut to Hunk confronting JR about these plans he has. Oh, yes, that scene. Did you notice the building in behind them is Cliff's office? The gold building? I did not. Isn't this that scene that... His favorite scene. Was it Morgan, Morgan? No, Woodward Morgan Woodward said it was his favorite scene, scene with Larry Hagman. Okay. Because he put him in his Puck place. Hunk wants answers. JR doesn't want to give him answers. <laughs> and uh, JR tells other people... Doesn't work for him. No. No. And Punk uh, basically says, you're going to follow the rules or I'm going to be the one to stop you. You got to play other rules or you're out of the game. Yeah. Basically, don't fuck with Punk. And that leaves JR rattled, even when the waitress comes over after and he's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He actually looks worried for once. Yeah, I'd be afraid of the man in that uh, turquoise uh, bolo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as you should. 
as Cliff's office looms outside in the background. I thought that was actually mm-hmm. kind of ironically funny. Then we cut to Clayton and Ellie, and they're having dinner. And I'm pretty sure this is the same place that Ellie was having that lunch with that other guy she was dating. Frank Crutcher. Frank Crutcher, yeah. No, that had a lot more red. Uh, I thought this place was pretty red, too. Or maybe this is – someone else was eating at this restaurant so, really I, recently. Was it, was it the one where JR and Sue Ellen ran into Clayton and Rebecca? Maybe. They reused that restaurant a lot. Because yeah. the one where I, the one I saw, I remember with Frank and Ellie, I just noticed everything around them was red. It looked like a it looked like a Valentine's uh, scene. And this had a lot of like red roses, I think, red flowers in it. Yeah, I, it, it reminded me more of the restaurant where. It could be. I just yeah. knew I recognized it. I did recognize it as well. I, I am completely. I was just thinking that. this was Ellie's place to start taking dudes. Ooh. Ellie, you trollop. <laughs> um, Your husband hasn't been in the swamp for how long? And uh, no, no, no. Every woman has the one place that she wants to go with a guy to gauge everybody else's reaction. Oh, she gets a rea- they get a reaction in the background, all right. They do. But we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. So, um, first, so we're, they're having dinner. And I have to say this feels like a date date, like very datey date. Yes. Like they're drinking wine, it's dinner, whatever, they're having a good time. Um, she tells him that he looks a lot like that she that he reminds her a lot of Jock. There it is. Yep. And he's just like, oh. Uh-oh. And so I feel like that's also the writers telling the audience that this guy's a lot like Jock. And that's the first too. they're trying to work. The first breadcrumb that mm-hmm. Howard Keel is filling that slot. Because you think about it, Ellie Ewing, Ellie Southworth Ewing, has not been on her own since she was a kid. Yeah. She, like, went from her, basically, she never left her father's house, mm-hmm. and she brought her husband yep. in. Right. So, she's the matriarch, and she's alone, and she doesn't know what to right. do. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's a hard mm-hmm. thing, running an empire. I would think so, yeah. When you have... So when you have tra- two, <laughs> the whole thing. you have two. St- Sarah's losing you it. You have two strong-willed sons battling each other, and then you have her. And up until recently, her fallback and support system was her husband. Yes, because they could put the boys into their place. You take Daddy out of the picture, and now Mama is left swinging in the wind. And when she swings, there's nothing there to catch her. Because Jr. is not respecting her in the same way that he would respect her when her she when Daddy was there too. When Jock now, was if alive. she pulled out that horse whip a few times, that might be a different story. I always thought that enough she might shame him enough into doing something, but it just it was like a continual thing. He she'd shame him and he'd feel bad, and then he'd do it again. And we saw the scene in like the shame wasn't enough. Right. And we saw the scene in Dallas the early years when Molly Hagan pulled out the horse whip. If she had just <laughs> had the well, not balls because women don't actually no girl balls. Okay, mm-hmm. girl balls. If she had the girl, she had if the she had the girl balls to pull out that horse whip on her own kids. JR and particularly JR or both of them when they were going at it in the living room. Yeah. They might eventually go, Oh, this woman. Yeah. She needed to be more hardcore. Yeah. Mom. Mm -hmm. She needed to let, she let Jock do all that stuff. 
And she should have. Yeah. And that. That's when she should have put her foot down. And pulled out the horsewhip. Didn't she even say something to, was it Pam or Sue? One of them about how she let JR go off with John yeah, too young. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he was a, a toddler, like John Ross. Right. And Jack just kind of took over. So she was like, mm-hmm. okay, and backed off. Yep. And then Gary was her, her sweet boy that stayed home with JR, JR probably was more vocal than our John Ross at that, that age than this John Ross. Maybe. Oh, I'm sure he was the most precocious little shit in the world. Yeah. So anyway, they're having dinner and then, uh-oh, someone sees them and is not happy. I spy. Dun, dun, dun. Rebecca. little eye, Rebecca Redworth sitting in the background. And she's not too happy. Now, things like that. You know, everybody's seeing everybody else in restaurants with people they're, like, dating or whatever in this show. I'm like, is this the 80s definition of a situationship that I'm witnessing? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uncomfy. Uh, They're all. But, I mean, I thought they were getting on pretty good. I mean, Rebecca and Clayton seemed to really like each other. They did. Yeah. Um, and then I, so I can understand her being like, what the fuck? yeah, I think they were getting on quite a bit. And then he just started hanging out with Ellie. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. And, and it, it, of course it, it has to be written that they're in the same restaurant because, because how many, there are tons of restaurants in Dallas that they all could have gone off to for their dinners, but they conveniently ended up in the same restaurant so that they could witness. Like I said, there is a reason that they all end up in the same place at the same time. And it's not because of the writers. It's a society thing. It, it, it is a small, Dallas is not a big town. No, we've, mm-hmm. we've been down in there, right. And we've walked around and you can practically see all the main buildings, except for yeah. Cliff's, Cliff's buildings a little further away, but you, well, you can see like, them all. You know, the creme de la crop of Dallas society. Right. They're like the, Rich, richest women they they're gonna run in the same circle right. they're gonna Go run to the, in same the same places. restaurants they're gonna yeah mm-hmm. which always beg the question they're not gonna slum it they're not gonna go to a dive which always beg the question to me why ellie or someone did not recognize rebecca when she was with herbert wentworth over all those years when they were in the society uh yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That never made sense to me, and no, no explanation will ever make it make sense to me. So no, no, we're just supposed to accept it. Yeah. yeah. How long had it been? Thirty years. But they yeah, but they had known each other for several, like a while. They had crisscrossed, and you, you you can't change your face that much in right. that time unless you go into plastic surgery. Unless when the only thing I can think of. And I, I'm sure we talked about this during that season, but I don't remember. The only thing I can think of is maybe by the time he got with Rebecca, he wasn't seeing Jack and Ellie anymore. Like, he, the relationship was so soured that he just never went near them. I don't know. That could be. Fire up that DeLorean, Doc. Yeah. No, that's plausible. And then we go disco dancing. But not Bobby and Pam. It's oh Donna gosh. and Ray. Down and Ray dancing. In 1982. In 1982, when disco with was that, dying. With that disco music. Well, we always- yes. I, that was one of the first things I picked up on. I was like, and it's funny because they're not even like, you can tell it's been dubbed in in the yeah. background. Like They're not even moving to the same. Because Susan Howard does something and I'm like, she's not even dancing to the beat. <laughs> and we've, we'd already had all the disco albums being burned in Comiskey Park in Chicago back in the... Yeah, but these people are, they're what... 
late 20s, early 30s at this point. So they're not going to be the coolest. They're still going to go to discos, you know? It's more like Lucy's going to be the kind where she's switching to maybe new wave clubs. That's right, yes. And we, we uh, Donna's not wearing anything tight like Ellie, uh, Pam was wearing. Ellie, uh, like Pam was wearing. <laughs> Ellie! <laughs> Ellie the disco dancer. <laughs> in her tight dresses. In her sack dresses, yeah. And, and her Peter Pan collars. Oh. oh my. But Donna was not dressed as tightly as Anymore. Pam was and no. Ray wasn't cutting those moves like Bobby was on the dance floor. No, no, no. We didn't have any butt shots, so it's no. not it, it was not as good of a scene. Pam is not happy. No, she is not happy. She is not happy and she is the forbearer of gloom and doom saying that if Donna gets involved in this, then it's going to be a three-way fight. And she's not far off. Uh, you, you, you're right. just dragging more she's in the not, family. But Bobby's this. like, look, we don't have to worry about that yet because we don't know what's going to happen. So, like, what's the point in worrying about it tonight? We're trying to have a good time. Enter Dave Culver. Stage then, left. Yeah. Stage then right. Dave Culver comes in. And he drops... Bam, 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 bam. He said, oh, we got five senators that are undecided that will only swing our way if, if, Donna, you join the committee. Mm-hmm. And Donna's like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't want to be the deciding person. And he's like, get yeah, too bad. It's you. Oh, do I have to? I don't She's want like, to. She's like, ugh. I have to think about it. Well, Bobby Bobby doesn't need to think about it. Get in there and stop JR from taking that variance. You got to do it. Right. Yep. He's like, go do it. And then he gets up and dances. And then we cut before we get any uh, butt shots and dance moves and <laughs> cleavage shots of Pam. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we get Lucy telling Ellie that she is skipping town. Yeah. And Ellie's I, like, what? The wedding? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to avoid the wedding because it's a terrible mistake. I don't want to be here when the caca hits the fan. Yeah. And I, she's so honest. She's like, I don't want to be here when Suellen messes up her life again. She was turning into a decent person when she was away from Jr. And I mean, and Ellie can't even like disagree. She's like there. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. And Lucy basically, Ellie tries to say something and Lucy basically mic drop. I'm out. Peace. Yeah, there's Go. a Lucy shaped hole in the door as she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the JR shaped hole when he was bolting from Holly Harwood's house. Oh, <laughs> yeah. whenever that yeah. whenever that gets it's yep. Kool-Aid time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, this next these next two scenes basically imply that JR and Sue Ellen basically wake up at the condo at the townhouse. Right. Yeah. And they're in their their wonderful robes together. Yeah. And then the next scene is night at the office. So there's nothing else that takes place that day in the Dallas universe. Just to note, huh. just to note that as we go into this scene. But Sue Ellen thinks Oh yeah, be- you're right because that meeting was at night, right? Yes. Yes. But Sue Ellen basically um wants JR and John Ross to live at the townhouse during this fight for Ewing Oil. But wasn't the meeting at 2 p.m.? The meeting with the accountants was at 2 p.m. that he wanted reports about the impact 
Yeah. And the night meet, he wanted it by tomorrow night. And so the next meeting is them giving him the reports. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So okay. we, we, we jumped the gun a little there, but it's okay. It's okay. JR says, no, no, we're, we're going to be staying at the ranch because it's, uh, I, I can't leave the house. And he, right. conv- he convinced Because she's like, well, it would just, you know, it would be nice if you did this. And uh, like, he can't even, he, he's just like shocked that she would even bring that up. He's like, what? I can't even entertain that idea. What? It, 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 it's, it's, it's my house. That's where I've lived my whole life. And that's I, where John, I, Rollis, John, John Ross lives. And that's where, that's where mama lives. I got, yeah. I have to protect our, our, our stuff. And he right. he finally gets her to see his side, and she agrees. Of course, he does. And it's and and then that is just what Lucy was worried about. Like you see it starting to happen already. Right, literally, a, like a scene or two. Yeah. After. Yes. After Lucy plays the Afton premonition role here. Yes. She she's drinking from the Afton clairvoyant waters. She is, but I mean, this is all shit that she's seen her entire life. She's just like, I can't. <laughs> it's like rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Um, and then we cut to South Fork, where it's uh, you know pre-dinner drinks, and I, Jr. and Clayton are talking about football. Random. It, it was. Uh, it was very random. It didn't fit <laughs> at all to any part of the show. <laughs> Not at all. I, I I liked it. I thought it was funny. It was just so so. And then Pam is talking about some string bikini in the background. So someone coming in with a, just yeah, <laughs> like okay, okay, all right. Um, and then all hell breaks loose. Yes, when Bobby comes in. Then we cut to Afton telling uh, Rebecca about Cliff's plan to go to the wedding, and uh, Rebecca says those damn Ewings. So we have to drink. Oh yes. Those damned Ewings. And Afton is worried that Cliff is still in love with Sue Ellen. And Rebecca's like, you know what? If you love him and you want to be with him, fight for him. You know? Because you're better for him. And that's why she is going to show up at the wedding with him. And then we cut to Ellie, who's out walking on the ranch. And, like, where is this supposed to be on the ranch? I feel like I haven't seen this part of the ranch before. Um, let me see. Ellie is walking. Donna comes. It is, uh, we, we, we've been there, right? It is near, um, God, what's her name? Um, I think Elena's cottage is nearby there. It's in that- I mean, like, I don't think that we, they've shot this part of the ranch yet. I think it's kind of a new part that they're shooting. I could be wrong, but. Right. Where those rows of bunkhouses are just, just beyond that. Okay. Cause I, I recognize it's almost where the, um. Trail ride headquarters are. Okay. I don't know where that is. I've never been done the trail ride. I, have, I haven't either, but. Um. So anyway, Ellie's walking and Donna asks uh, her opinion about uh, Ellie's opinion, what she should do. Uh, Cause she's like, tells her like, you know, this could be a bad deal because it could be like a three part fight thing. And um, Ellie says, you know, do whatever you think is right. You know, even if you have to go against Jr., like, if that's the right thing to do, do it. Whatever. And that is going to create um, some scenes. <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to Bobby getting dressed for the wedding, and he's super crabby. Right. And 
saying that if JR does anything, he's going to spend his wedding night in the hospital, which actually would, disappointing. would be uh, very appropriate. It would be, yes. And people are starting to arrive at the wedding, and Clayton and Punk come, and Ellie is like, is it just me, or are you two the only oil men here? And they're like, oh, yep, maybe. I don't see anybody else. Um, then that weirdness gets like, broken up by the fact that Afton and Cliff arrive, and that's super awkward. Oh, that's very awkward. Now, why in the world would there be no other oil men there? Mm. Weird. Mm, very, very interesting. Hmm. And so then we cut to Sue Ellen getting her wedding dress on, and it's a choice. I know. Yeah, it's a choice. It's um. It's not white. Like it's it, it's it's not white. It's I don't know what would you say. It's like a gold, goldish, silver, silver gold, a little silver. metallic, silver, and silver, gold. Maybe, maybe more silver. silver, and it's like and a gold. business suit, like a skirt suit. Yeah. And uh, she has a little, like, head, like, veil that's more like, like, from the 50s or something. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. just a choice. It is a choice, yes. It's almost, it's almost like the, the first wedding was like the, almost like the, you know, the long white dress. And the second wedding for a, a lot of People and I, because I noticed this about my own grandmother, who's because she was married by a justice of the peace to my grandfather, and also wore a suit like that. I think the more legal you are versus versus the religious part of it, like depending on which marriage it is, maybe they dress the part. Right? Does that make I sense? Think, and I think there was also like a bigger deal with like a white wedding dress, like back in the day, yeah. than it would be like in the eighties. You know? Right. Yeah. But yeah, and then I think it was still a thing, you right. know. And then Pam's dress is just like this brown thing with like like I say she definitely can wear it again. Prairie style. Yeah. Like it looked warm and I have to remember this is supposed to be the beginning December, of December yeah. in Texas. So okay. <laughs> right. Um but yeah, I guess it's 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 not a very it's not a super dressy wedding as weddings go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's, you know, the second wedding. So that makes sense. Um, so then they start walking to the music and to the wedding and it's a, an organ and a violin, which the violin is nice. The organ also seems like a weird choice to me, but it's very eighties. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Maybe it's just a very of its time. I don't know. I was like, oof. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Keebler elf man starts the wedding ceremony. And, um, dearly beloved. Dearly beloved, we are here to gather for some Keebler elf cookies. And uh, She sees Cliff as she's walking in. Awkward. And stops. Awkward. It's like, girl, Super awkward. do not Don't, stop. Yeah, she stops and Don't just stop. stares at her ex-boyfriend in the middle of walking down the aisle. Like, that's okay. <laughs> not a great look. Like, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. I mean, that was very suspicious. Very suspicious minds all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't go on together. But we then it gets even more awkward when the officiant asks if anyone knows a reason why they shouldn't get married. And if they do, um, they should speak now or forever hold their peace. And Cliff stands up. Shoving Afton's arm out of the way as he does uh-huh. it. And the camera freezes on him with his mouth partway uh-huh. open. Freeze frame. It's on Cliff. So drink twice. 
end scene. I'm going to give this episode a 4.75 bourbons. Ooh. I think it's a pretty good episode. Uh, and um, a Harley Harwood bathing suit. Okay. I'm going to give this a 4.25. And I was going to give it a Harley Harwood bathing suit, naked girl. But instead, I'm going to give it uh, the disco dancing. I love disco dancing, so I have nothing else to say. I am going to jump back to the 4.75. And I am going... To give it an awkward conversation between JR and Clayton about football. I'm going to give this a 4.8, and it's actually going to be 4.8 bags of gummies instead of bourbons because everybody at this wedding needs to calm the fuck down right now. <laughs> I mean, it's so much drama. They need that new yeah. drug called, it's a Ewing wedding. They need that drug called Groaset. <laughs> No, I mean, little little edibles on the way in. Everybody, literally, here, here's your chill pill. It would have solved a lot of problems, I think, yeah. It would have. So join us next time when we're talking about Season 6, Episode 11, uh, Episode 114, Post-Nuptial. We'll see. This is a a sort of to-be-continued, I believe. Um, Post-coital, post-nuptial. Yes. And in the meantime, remember to check out our website, ewingbbq.com, um, and hit us up on our social media. And, and there's, um, there's, there's merchandise. And I just learned uh, on our, is it, uh, did you say T Public, right? Not T Public, yes. Okay, T Public. Uh, we had thought that they did hats, but we they don't do hats. So I have a special Ewing Barbecue podcast hat being made that I showed Mary the proof of in a uh, message. Um, but yeah, look for our, the merchandise as well. On our- yes, and soon I also have been working on making my own stickers for the podcast of their character stickers. They're so cute. And oh my gosh, they're so cool. So uh, <laughs> and I'm going to make them myself, and I will probably sell them on my through my Etsy. So once I get some of those made up. Uh, I'll probably send some straight out to our Patreon members. And then um, I'll share the link for how people can order them if they would like them. Uh, Until next time. Bye. Bye, y'all. Y'all come back. Now you're here. Bye. Dallas. Here are your keys back. I won't need them anymore. Hey, what's going on? Cliff, I have had it with you. You want Sue Ellen? Fine. Go to her. Could my association with him hurt Harwood Oil? That all depends on what your association is. He owns 25% of my company. I wouldn't want to be in J.R.'s shoes if the Justice Department caught him. They'll just shut down your whole operation. I assure you, a thought like that never crossed my mind. Whatever it takes, I'll stop you from destroying you in oil.